Hey guys, we're back. Hello. It's Keegan. And Sam. And we are unapologetically Catholic. Catholic. You almost slacked there for a minute, sister. It's Monday, I'm sorry. (laughs) It is Monday. We record on Mondays, but we try to post by Thursdays every week. Um, So yeah, we're excited to come back with another episode today. So we're going to talk about sin along with confession. So it's going to be a deep day. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) All right, Sam, you want to start us off in prayer? In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask you to let the Holy Spirit guide our podcast today. With every word, let it not be us, but your word. Please bless us and everyone listening and give us the strength we need to fulfill our purpose. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, sis, for leading us there. So we're kind of going to jump into sin and share just some information about it and kind of some of the things that we struggle with with being imperfect. We're really good at that. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) We're perfect at being imperfect. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so the biggest thing is for sin, we and we follow the Ten Commandments. So we try not to break any of God's commandments. There's ten of them, if you didn't know. And it's hard to live up to all of them, but we try and strive every day to do so. Now I've heard of a lot of different people who think it's strictly just the Ten Commandments, nothing more, nothing less to it. But there's so much more than just the Ten Commandments. Yeah, you it, when you dive really deep... It's like an onion. Yeah, there's layers. Like, the most important things to know when it comes to sin is mortal versus venial. Also, then you have sins of omission and sins of commission. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, like, the seven deadly sins, which fall under mortal normally. Yes. Always. Yes, always. So, yeah, there is definitely an onion. There's layers. Don't let it stress you out or overwhelm you because there's a lot like what okay I really didn't understand like in-depth sin when I first started out like obviously I knew like murder adultery like Mm -hmm. I knew obviously without a doubt those are bad but I didn't understand like all these other little sins that came not well little in terms of mortal versus venial but I didn't understand like how much there is And it was very, really stressful at first. I think Sam feels the same. It still is. Yeah, it's still stressful. (laughs) But look, stress means that you're trying to live by it, in my opinion, at least for me. Like, I get that stress because I want to be better. I agree. So, um, let's just talk really quick about what are the seven deadly sins in our faith. So, the first one is lust. So, that's to have an intense desire or need. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially in our day and age, there's always something new that we want. Always something... We want the latest iPhone or we want the latest, like, new thing. Or there's, like, a desire that we just... We have to have. We put it before God. Um, also, gluttony, which is excess in eating or drinking... Which kind of sucks when it comes to holidays. It's so hard. Yeah. It, it's it's super difficult. And, you know, being young adults, it's like we're in the age group where all of your friends want to go out and they want to yeah. do this and want to do that. And you just really don't find many young people, or at least where we are, where we live, there aren't many that 
don't go out and just kind of drink too much or do any of that. I mean, I was just thinking along the lines of our family um, dinners with just so much food, so much good food. Oh, yeah, like like Thanksgiving, Like Christmas. you want us to have a little bit of everything, and it's yeah. just difficult. You For can't sure. can't do that. I feel like that's, especially in America, I feel like that's most <laughs> American families, to be honest. Um, another one is greed. So that's a selfish desire to have more. Than, Pretty much America. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's really not much more to that. It's pretty black and white. I've, a lot of people are greedy. A lot yeah. of people struggle with greed. It's hard not to, especially when you have so much at your fingertips that you can just have more and more and more. Uh, laziness or lack of effort. That is not only with your everyday life. That is with prayer. Mm-hmm. I would. That's how I interpret it because sometimes my prayer is not good. It's lazy prayer or I'll save some prayers till right before bed so that I doze off and don't even finish them, which is awful. So, like, that's something that I struggle with, like, especially the rosary. If I pray it when I lay down to go to sleep, like, 9 out of 10, I'm not finishing that rosary. Which, it's still very important to pray even though... It might not be 100%. Yeah. I mean, if that's the only time you can find to devote for some reason, obviously do it. Pray before you go to sleep. But for me, I just know I won't make it through if I pray in in my bed, head on the pillow. I'm going to be knocked out in 10 mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> Especially the rosary. It's so relaxing. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so wrath is another. So vengeful anger or indignation. All you road rage people out there. <laughs> Especially Floridians because we have everybody move here from every other state on top of our already bad driving. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> Listen, I'm a great driver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, says the one who uh, about some Are we talking about sin <laughs> <laughs> right now? <laughs> um, also envy. So jealousy toward the happiness of others. Um, I... personally I think this was worse when I was younger like um high school or maybe like even like late middle school because I mean I guess you can still be envious now like you you want the house somebody has or the car somebody Mm -hmm. has but I think for me personally I struggled more with that when I was a little bit younger and as I get older I've just kind of like you just have to find the happiness in what you have everything you have is a blessing That's very true. It all depends on the outlook. I mean, it's really easy to be in the working world and be envious of people that only have to do this for work or... That's true. ...already set up. It can be difficult sometimes, but... Yeah. I guess envy, it's honestly so many things. You can be envious because you want to look like the girl across the street. You can be envious because you don't have the latest technology. You can be envious of... How Someone else all your friends successful. on Facebook are getting married and you're not. Like, mm-hmm. literally just every little thing. So, yeah. But grass is always greener on the other side. Exactly. And you don't... Sometimes you don't realize how good you had it until you're in the next situation. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wow. That was Like, good. I am so blessed. Yeah. So, just keep that in mind if you're struggling with envy. Okay. The last one on the list. Dun, dun, dun. Pride. So, inflated state of being proud. Which... <sighs> I know I know a few very devout and holy people around our age who would actually pray to be humiliated. They'd pray to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, please humiliate me 
they said trust me it it works but that is a very powerful thing to hear coming from other people around our age so let's talk about that so why be humiliated is that a question for me yeah like why okay so like i understand but like let's talk about it because i feel like prior to something let me clarify this so i don't think there's anything wrong tell me if you think i'm wrong with this sam you're wrong (laughs) of course um like if you're at work you should take pride in your work in terms of striving to meet your goals that month or achieve overachieve your goals that month for good performance Mm -hmm. that's something like it took me a while to understand pride in terms of that but you have to humble your humble yourself as well so it's another onion thing in my opinion pride like there are some things that you can take pride in but don't be bragging or you know like your head gets too big to fit in the room type thing like like for example if you have this great accomplishment it's awesome to tell a few people about it but don't go spreading it around and if it's it may be difficult to hold it in but sometimes let other people if they say something about it then you can talk about it but if not don't be like oh well guess what happened guess what i did right you know and saying? like so okay so for example right so at my work so if i get like a special award or like a special recognition now that i've kind of really like thought about pride more i won't go and tell like all my close friends at work like oh I just got this award for this, 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 mm-hmm. and this. Knowing or not knowing, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But I don't want to make them feel left out or left out or like, wow, look down. at him here. She goes again, like bragging about this. So I just try to like, it's okay to be happy about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you don't ever want like put somebody else down by your own accomplishments. But pride's so much more than the workplace. Pride is. I think there's a difference dealing. between being prideful about something and working hard for something and having that satisfaction of working so hard for something that you achieve this goal. I think that's very important to, which is why it's kind of like a gray area in certain areas because it really depends on self-motive and where it comes from. In a lot of sins, I I think, not not all sins, but there are some sins that it is kind of situational. Yeah, it's like a gray area. So it really depends on your intention behind the sin also. Because some things you do, you mean absolutely no harm by Mm -hmm. it. And also some, like Sam and I didn't know for a long time some of these sins that we were doing that were even venial. And then we're like, wow. So it's like once you're aware though, you really have to try to be more understanding. Yeah. Switch and change what you're doing to try to not commit the sins. It's also very important to stay up to date and informed on everything because, I mean, we'll get into omission and commission, but it's kind of like omission because you're not going out and doing your Catholic... Duty. Yeah, duty. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about omission. But, okay, really quick, we're going to talk about mortal versus venial since we're all into this uh, seven deadly sins. So we'll go with mortal first. So, mortal sin, it's a grave action that is committed in full knowledge of its gravity and with the consent of the sinner's will. So, basically, there's three things that take place with a mortal sin. A grave matter, so something like murder, adultery, abortion. Full knowledge that you're going to do it, and along with that is full consent. Mm -hmm. So, 
you want to murder somebody, you're fully aware that you want to do it, full knowledge, and you're fully giving your will, consent, I'm going to go murder them. Same thing for adultery, abortion. There's so many deadly sins um, or mortal sins as well. And we also, all of us have consciences, which... (laughs) Consciences. (laughs) Sorry, I almost said conscience. I can't speak. It's Monday. (laughs) I feel like you today. I'm just practicing my Keganisms. But I feel like... No, I don't feel like a lot of people, <laughs> majority of the people should have a conscience and mm. you have those few seconds. It's at least one second or two seconds that that thought pushes through your mind and you think about or you should at least think about the effects of what this decision will do. And your gut should tell you that sinking feeling that you shouldn't do it, but based off of emotions or feelings or whatever you make that t- that wrong move and it's in that instant that it becomes mortal mm-hmm. when you go against what you know right yeah so mortal sin is so i mentioned the three things the grateful knowledge and consent mortal sin you do not receive communion in mortal sin nope because receiving communion in mortal sin is bad (laughs) not in a state of grace (laughs) is a mortal sin yes (laughs) okay guys she's not feeling this to survive today yes (laughs) yes receiving communion in its state of mortal sin is a mortal mortal sin. sin so which i've i don't remember who said it was um sister breeze and she i remember her saying she came to our church and she had a few talks consecutive nights in a row she said if you receive not being in a state of grace, it's like having Jesus come to your home with the most disgusting oh. stench, super dirty, the most despicable thing you could imagine. Would you want to go in someone's house like that? Right. That's where Jesus comes. Clean he, house. Yeah. For Jesus. You want a clean house for just the best for him. Right. If he came to my house, I want to make sure everything's perfectly clean. Yeah. Not one speck of <laughs> dirt or dust on the floor. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. And I I think at least, and, and this isn't me trying to like judge anybody at church or anything, but mm-hmm. you hardly see people sit out from going to communion. Yep. And so I hope it's because everyone goes to confession so frequently. I hope so too. But I've also heard like somebody I know from Poland who goes to mass over there has said, you'll see like 25-50% of the church stay seated sometimes during communion because they know how bad it is to receive in a seat. Yeah, which I mean, Keegan, we're about the same on our faith journey, so I can say we both, it was probably like two years ago, I didn't even know that any of this. No, I went up every time. Yeah. Every single time. I was like, come on, And if people people (laughs) didn't get up, I was like, why aren't they getting up? Like, what's going on? I'm like, are they not like Catholic yet? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) RCIA. Yeah. And now there's times it's like if I can't make it to confession, like I aim for every month. I try to go every month. But if I don't make it and like I just, you know, did something or whatever, I 
I said I stay seated. People probably look at me and thinking what I thought about them two yep. years ago. <laughs> but, but hey, it's it's church. There's no judgment. Yeah, and it's not about what they think either. It's not about it's, it's about, about what he thinks. Yeah, it's about your relationship with Jesus, doing the best thing you can do. And you know what? That could even humble you too. Yep. Oh, for sure. Very nothing, humbling. Nothing is more humbling than being <laughs> humiliated. Like your friends that prayed for that. That's yeah. an amazing thing, because how many of us try to avoid being humiliated i i like we'll lie to get out of humiliation we'll literally like make an excuse not to go somewhere to not be humiliated Mm -hmm. i have to say i did try praying that about last year and it came it was answered very fast to my surprise and i i yeah it was a difficult one yeah i mean but hey i commend that completely so venial sins venial sins you can receive our lord if you yes. have them it look we're all gonna have sin we're not perfect but so venial sin weakens sinners it weakens our union with god it's not a deliberate turning away from him so you're not wholly blocked from the sanctifying grace which is why you can still go to communion so some venial sins like um like if i'm cursing right like i don't always think about cursing before i curse sometimes it just like you know slips out especially if you're like gosh you're such a sinner oh geez so <laughs> but something like that would be what else you got what sin there's um, a lot guys i just lying yeah which i mean also we do need to put this out there but even though there's a difference between like mortal and venial and everything all sin is the same in god's eyes mm-hmm. i think that's very important to hit on right and the best thing about jesus is it doesn't matter like he'll for, he'll he will forgive you every mm-hmm. time but <laughs> the sin of presumption because that's something that i i've talked to a priest about who i go to confession with and it's like being catholic like you know you have this sacrament you can we have the ability and the privilege of going to confession so sometimes if i if you do something you know that it can be forgiven but you have to be very careful not to be presumptuous because you can't just be like oh god's gonna forgive me in confession i'm gonna go uh cheat on my husband cheat yeah on my wife. you you can't plan it all out so for example new year's eve let's say i'm planning on getting absolutely plastered for new year's eve and i already have a set confession time for new year's day <laughs> the morning of because it's a it's a feast day it's a yeah. whole day of obligation and i'm just gonna go it'll be fine i can receive because i'll just go to confession right before mass you can't do something like that yeah but it is good to know that we have that gift of confession so mortal versus venial so let's talk a little bit about confession because it is so important so i just want to start off with a quote from saint padre pio he says that confession is the soul's bath even a clean and unoccupied room gathers dust Return after a week and you will see that it needs dusting again. So I've heard um, from other saints that I've read that, yes, it's confession is scary if you don't go often. Like I was like the one time a year before I understood mm-hmm. sin. And every time I go that year, I'd be so nervous because I knew the one thing I did know back then was if you omitted a sin, like you didn't confess it, 
and you knew it in your head, that's another... It's invalid. Yeah, it's an invalid confession. Yes, going to confession, never withhold purposefully any sin. Or it's invalid. Trust me, I've talked to many priests about this, and priests say that they've heard just about anything and everything in the confessional. Yes. So it's never something, and it's probably like a broken record. I think we're all pretty similar when it comes to sins, I at least one would think. Even if you murder somebody, priests cannot disclose any of your confessions i mean they would be completely kicked out completely yeah they cannot reveal any of the information you tell them but either way that like that's the one thing i knew was if i know us and i have to say it so if you go to confession only once a year you probably have a laundry list because Mm -hmm. (laughs) because if you truly understand sin you're going to try to go more often so when i started going monthly it felt a little easier to go I felt not as nervous because, yes, I still had sin, but I was striving every month to be better. And it wasn't like a whole year clustered sins together. It was Mm -hmm. like, okay, this month I'm really trying to be better at this. And so I recommend going every month because I guarantee if you do that, you're going to want to continue to keep that trend. Yeah, it kind of becomes addicting. But also I want to add something that helps me when I go to confession. I mean, there's people out there that can remember majority of their sins or they they want to wait to feel called I mean always examine your conscience before going to confession but some people just feel let the spirit work through them whatever they need to confess but one thing that I do is I I always have my phone and I in my notes I put my phone on do not disturb of course but in my notes I go in my notes before and I examine my conscience and I just make a list of all the sins that I feel I need to confess everything that I've committed and I just go off of that when I'm sitting in front of the priest. Yeah. And some people don't like to write anything down, which is fine. I, it doesn't matter either way. Just for me, because I normally go blank. It's the weirdest thing. I'll pray and then I'll go to confession and the minute I kneel, it's like gone. So (laughs) it's just important that for me, I write it down. And it's always, I know, I don't remember what saint said it, but when you go in the confessional, as the priest gives you that, um, absolution. Yes, sorry. (laughs) As he gives you the absolution, um, you're, Jesus is completely cleansing you through his blood. Mm -hmm. The blood that he shed, you're just showering upon you and you became as clean and white and pure as could be and just picture like i prefer not to go face to face because then i don't feel like i give it well i, I still give it a, like my all but i'm more like distracted in it's, a sense it's easier to picture yourself actually completely opening up and confessing it to jesus himself right like i like to picture like jesus on, is on the other side of this wall or whatever kind of confessional you're in. It's normally mm-hmm. for me, it's like just a wall or something. It's not like the old school confessionals, yeah. which I wish we had. But um, I always just try to picture like I'm talking to him. And that actually makes me feel less nervous. Yes. Than thinking I'm talking to a priest. <laughs> I so. Yeah, I also find it more powerful to kneel. Yes, me too. Well, you sh- if you can kneel, you should kneel. Um, so confession is also known as reconciliation. Yes. Just to put that out there. So I'm just going to read a little blurb here. So Jesus wanted this ministry of reconciliation. 
On the first Easter Sunday evening, Jesus appeared to his apostles, breathed on them, and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive men's sins, they are forgiven. If you hold them bound, they are held bound. Only twice in sacred scripture do we find God breathing into human beings. First, in the Genesis account of creation, God breathes the life of a soul into the man he has created. And now Jesus' son breathes his life into his apostles, his priests, so that through them he will breathe life into the souls of contrite sinners. In this scene, Christ instituted the sacrament of penance and made his apostles the ministers of it. I just kind of wanted to put that out there. I, I read that earlier, and I was like, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect Bible verse yep. for what we're talking about. All right, so now, so we did mortal venial confession. We're just going to quickly talk about omission and commission. So, And we're not talking about the sales type. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so the sin of omission is the failure to do something one can and ought to do. So, such as your coworker keeps saying the Lord's name in vain and you don't say anything about it. Oh, ow, sting to the heart because that happens. Because that's my current situation. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, let me throw my situation. <laughs> so, oh, man. So, I have a group of friends. And let me just say I am in my later 20s. Well, like, mid-late. I don't, don't want to say later yet because I'm only 26. She's old. And, like, I feel like I don't want to say late 20s until <laughs> I'm, like, 28. <laughs> so I'm going to say mid-20s. Um, and so but I have friends all ages. Like, I have friends that are 21. I have friends that are 70. I have friends that are 50. I literally just... 70. Well, I do have... Because my husband and I, his coworker and his wife, like, we're really good friends with them. They're in their 40s. <laughs> but they have friends that are, they're not 70, but they're, I think, like, late 50s, early 60s. Okay. And so we all, like, we'll all go out to dinner together. But it's hard sometimes because my husband and I are the only Catholics. Like, they don't really believe what we believe. The two older people, I think, like, went to Catholic schools or, like, were brought up Catholic. And then our other good pair of friends i think they believe but like they're not catholic they don't fully believe in everything we do so i find it hard sometimes to like fully stick up for the faith not that they Mm -hmm. bash it but like um the one guy friend who's in his 40s like he'll ask me questions and it makes me kind of nervous because you want to do your best to like answer correctly and evangelize and sometimes i'm i just like get worried about it so it's like if we're out and someone's like saying something bad about our faith or about Jesus, like it's our duty to stick up for him. I think we in a bunch of these situations, we need to think not about our friends and what they think of us, but more as more of them as our brothers and sisters and how Jesus feels and how we're actually helping them out. And it can also be kind of humbling, too, because yeah. it's difficult to stand it, up like that mm-hmm. with your friends. It is. And, like, another thing that comes to mind is, like, you know, it took me a long time. And even sometimes still. And it's a it's all pride. See, pride. Mm, mm-hmm. Pride's the devil. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going out with friends that don't believe what you believe in when you pray before you eat and it's different for Catholics. We don't just bow our head and quietly pray. We yeah. make the sign of the cross before we pray. I know it's not just, okay, it's let's not like, grab let me hands. just quickly like 
bow my head and say this prayer. No, it's I'm crossing myself. I'm doing the sign of the cross. And, and then, it's mainly, at least we pray the same prayer every single yeah, time. Yeah, which you can do that in your head when you're out. You don't have to say it out loud. Well, yeah. But just the act of like doing the sign of the cross sometimes can feel intimidating mm-hmm. when you're around people that don't believe what you believe. And it's not because I'm ashamed of what I believe in. It's all about pride. Yeah. It's pride. And honestly, I don't really care that they know because they know I'm Catholic because they ask me questions all the time. Mm-hmm. It's honestly just in my head. Like, it's it's just the devil it really is like it's like that roadblock he tries to put up every time yeah and like, so that is something that can be hard and i think a lot of others struggle with that too but we are called to do his will and every time stand up and support him mm-hmm. so as catholics we need to grow to be bolder in our faith and not care because jesus is the answer to everything doesn't yep. matter what anybody else says you are a walking bumper sticker right now <laughs> jesus is the answer <laughs> i actually been seeing that one a lot which hey I'm so have I. um okay so then commission that's we take the action to commit whether a thought word or deed so a good example i saw was about adam and eve and how they were told not to eat the fruit off the tree and they eat it anyway. So that's clearly an action being committed that shouldn't be. Okay. So it is time to do Acquaint with, with the, the Saints. Saints. So uh, for this segment of Acquaint with the Saint, we are doing the feast day of St. Peter and St. Paul, which is June 29th. So, St. Peter and Paul are both patron saints of Rome and considered cornerstones of the church. St. Peter was one of the twelve apostles, as well as the first pope and founder of the Roman church. He was martyred sometime around 64 AD. Since he was not a Roman citizen, his death was crucifixion. According to tradition, he requested to be crucified upside down because he did not consider himself worthy to die in the same way as Jesus. When the Emperor Constantine converted to Christianity, he decided to build a church in the saint's honor above his grave. We all know this today as St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican City. St. Paul was also an apostle responsible for much of the New Testament. Although he never met Jesus, he is widely acclaimed as one of the most important apostles who spread the word of Jesus. 13 out of the 27 books of the Bible are attributed to St. Paul. During Nero's persecution of the Christians, Paul was martyred as well. Since he was a Roman citizen, his death was more lenient, which I think it's funny they said that because it's beheading, which it is quicker. I've actually yeah. heard it's a lot. It's a better, way better way to die than crucifixion. Um, so according to tra- tradition, his head bounced three times, creating a spring of water with each bounce. Today, you can still visit a monastery and drink the water from these springs. I did not know that. I I was shocked. I mean, I knew they died awful martyrdom, but I didn't know about the spring. I thought that was interesting. Which, I mean, St. Paul didn't technically meet Jesus, but he did because that was his conversion. Right. He was very, very against Jesus and everything about him. And... Completely flipped a switch. Yep. He talk about a sinner. Yeah. St. Paul. But also... He went from one extreme to the other. He went from Saul to 
And then was Jesus renamed him Paul, kind of like Simon and Peter. Yes. So, but Saul was an evil man, wanted to persecute, kill all the Christians, and then had a miraculous conversion thanks to Jesus. Yep. All right, we're going to say a prayer for St. Peter and St. Paul. O holy apostle Peter and Paul, I choose you this day and forever to be my special patrons and advocates. You, St. Peter, Prince of the Apostles, because you are the rock upon which Almighty God has built his church. You, St. Paul, because you were forechosen by God as the vessel of election and the preacher of truth to the whole world. Obtain for me, I pray you, lively faith, firm hope, and burning love, complete detachment from myself, contempt of the world, patient in adversity, humility and prosperity, attention in prayer, purity of diligence, and fulfilling the duties of my state of life, uh, consistency in my resolutions, resignation in the will of God, and perseverance in the grace of God, even to death, so that by means of your intercession and your glorious merits, I may be able to overcome the devil, and I may be made worthy of the promises of Christ and enjoy his presence and love him forever. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, so we are done with our conversation today of sin. Woo! Thanks for hanging with us. Sam's gonna end us with a Hail Mary. Name Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Well, another episode down. Thanks for hanging with us, guys. Hey, don't forget to subscribe if you can subscribe on your podcast stations. Follow us on Instagram, unapologetically Catholic two, two number two, um, and also our emails in the bio if you want to reach out with any questions or topics you want covered. So, thanks for joining us again, and see we'll you next week. See ya.